many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach. Good morning, you all. We're back with our weekly show, Taking Care of Business. A few months ago, we celebrated the five-year anniversary of Rosso Cafe at Victoria Park. Today, we're broadcasting live from another Rosso Coffee Roasters location. We're live from the fabulous Rosso Cafe at the National Music Center here in Calgary. Over the past eight months, by the way, today is eight months since uh, the first show of Taking Care of Business, which was March uh, 7th. Uh, we interviewed many entrepreneurs, um, and they shared with us uh, the growth plans and, and extent, expansions uh, plans to new markets. And uh, we decided that it's time for us to go and visit a few of our uh, previous guests and check where they are today, uh, how their plan, plans materialized uh, to action and success. And our first guests today, uh, this morning, are David Crosby and Colt Road, owners of the Rosso Coffee Roasters. Good morning, David and Cole. Good morning. Thank you for arriving on time, David, today. <laughs> uh, and thank you guys for coming back to our show. No problem. Uh, and hosting us here at this uh, wonderful location uh, in Calgary. Um, this was a great year for you guys, uh, receiving business and community recognition. Um, and uh, I want to start with the business recognition first. Uh, in September, I think it was, that uh, you guys were awarded the Calgary Chambers and Alberta Treasury Bank Small Business Award. Um, so can you share with us a little bit about the process? What was the process like of uh, getting to that stage that you got the prize? Sure. Uh, it was actually just two weeks ago. I, I think it was uh, the 20th of October, 19th of October. Uh, so still quite recent on our minds. Uh, we had to actually apply for the award and put in a pretty heavy duty uh, application form that had everything about how we're involved with the community, how we've grown in the past few years, what our future looks like, uh, financials for the past, uh, I believe it was four years we had to include so they could see growth year over year. It was, it was quite the intensive application process. The, the only thing I've ever done that's tougher is actually joining Rosso. Dave really put me through the <laughs> ringer to, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it was quite an intensive process. So I won't ask you about financials, to this, those financials here, but uh, the judges, so they came and visited you in your office or in the stores. What was the process like after you uh, submitted the uh, request to be nominated? So it was interesting. They were saying it started, there was a thousand submissions and then it went down to, I think, 44. And then they had a panel of judges narrow it down to six. And then it, when it was the last six, we had to go in and make a presentation. And so uh, our presentation, we brought in a, a very small espresso machine and we just talked about our company, how we source coffee. We made drinks for the judges. Um, oh, I see. Bribe is part of it. Okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was a great experience. We, Funny enough, we left the meeting and we didn't talk any financials. Everyone was, who was a judge was a business person, and we're saying, you know, we missed out on an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but it ended up, I think, our, our passion for sourcing coffee and, and, and buying and opening the shops and talking about community really, I think, uh, helped help speak to what they were looking for and, and someone winning the award. So they didn't actually visit any of the stores? Oh, you uh, don't know? At least not, not on our time. Oh, they, they maybe did that on their own time. Uh, their, where their office is is also a block away from one of our locations. So I think that the core group that are Calgary Chamber would be familiar with that space. Uh, the out, the external judges, which I think there was a guy from ATB, a guy, kind of a couple of banks around town. Um, I, I'm not sure if they would have been familiar with, with us or our story. So... You want to tell me that there's someone in Calgary that is not familiar with your with Russell Coffee? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, and when did you guys know that you guys won? Uh, the night of. It was Thursday, two weeks ago. Yeah, two and a half. They, weeks they ago. had a big. I want to say big award show, but it was, you know they had an award show, and so uh, you know they, they announced our name, and we were. <laughs> Delighted and surprised at the same time. So it was, it was really nice. It's really nice to get the recognition. You know, it's been 10 years and uh, in business, a lot of times, you know, customers come in and they say, we have a great product at the end of the day, but 
um, from the business community. Uh, it was a real honor. So I see. And uh, who was the competition? Was it a tough competition that you kind of when you got into the room and you saw the other companies? Yeah, yeah, I I would say so. Absolutely, quite the diverse group. Uh, there was. Uh, Rockwood Custom Homes, which builds like absolutely beautiful homes, and funny enough, my girlfriend works for that company, uh, so we had a bit of a, a rivalry at home, <laughs> if you will. Um, there was Dogma, dog, yeah. personal dog training and grooming, something along those lines. Uh, was it a consulting group? Yeah. And so your gut feeling going in was we won, or oh wow, this is some tough competition. We have no we chance. We were actually up for two awards. There was a, a People's Choice Award, which was all voted for by the people through social media, that sort of thing. And I was actually thinking we had won that. <laughs> so when we didn't hear our name called for that, it was kind of like, oh, uh oh, this is oh shit, this is a bummer. <laughs> um, so I, I was more hopeful that we were. We were winning that, and I thought this other this other award was the tougher of the, the competition. Yeah. So, you know, thrilled that we we were able to take that honor. Um, was the, the staff involved in this process? Did you get the staff involved? Were they interviewed? Did they come with you to the presentation, or just you made them aware? So the the award ceremony, we we brought all of our uh, store management. And then also all of our office staff, and it was great. I think for them to see us us win, um, or see all of us win essentially, because uh, it, some of our decision making they don't always understand. And when I think uh, an outside view kind of says, "Hey, you guys are doing a great job," it, it starts to make more sense for for all of us. Um, so I I think. They were they were extremely happy and they're nice. proud. It you know it makes people really proud. And there's a warden associated with something. So this award, I became aware of it as a Calgarian and saw all the advertisement. Did you get any feedback from the business community, from friends? For forget friends, talking from business communities like our business and other businesses. Yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting how many people have reached out. So the, the following day, there was there was a whole bunch of PR that was released, uh, different different media outlets, uh, print, uh, video, the whole thing. And uh, sorry, I, I think from from that, our name sort of got out to the masses. And I think the next day it was a Saturday. Uh, so the awards were on a Thursday, Friday. Kind of all the media release happened, and then and then Saturday, Sunday, we saw just big upticks in the majority of our stores' sales. Uh, the one we're sitting at right now, for some reason, was quieter. Don't know why, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, I, I think it's it's helped generate just foot traffic through the stores, and people are curious about who we are now, what we're doing, why we're different to you know the coffee shop down the street. Yeah. So then. A week goes by, or ten days, or two weeks, and then you are nominated, as, or no, no, not nominated, recognized as uh, top forty leaders under leaders in Calgary under the age of forty. Right. Which I forgot when I was forty. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how does this impact? Because uh, that, that magazine, that, that was that was that magazine was released, uh, I think, a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was would have just been a week ago. Uh, so that one we've actually known about since June, July. Yeah, some, somewhere in the summer. They they tell you, but you're not allowed to tell anybody other than you know your close friends and family and uh, anybody you trust. So I I don't know if that had as much impact. Like I I think that's more of a, a personal feat for the two of us to to kind of say, wow, we actually. Have, have done something and created something where the the small business award was more so for all of our team because mm -hmm. it is really it is a full team effort to operate seven coffee shops I can't be at all of them every day Dave can't be at all of them every day we have to trust the people that are there but for the top 40 that was more so like okay our vision has kind of come to some sort of realistic realistic thing and we're being recognized for doing that that was I, I think a cool award but more of a, a personal and I, and I think it also reflects on the community as like the stores and people feeling that it's a community space like there was doctors who are trying to cure cancer um, 
you know, we're just we're just making coffee. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, one of the research my wife found is that if you drink a co- coffee or two a day, it reduces your cancer. Uh, your, your risk for cancer, so maybe you're helping that maybe, research. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. So I guess that with seven stores and all this, uh, you know, flying to Rwanda and Costa Rica, you guys are not baristas anymore. We can still make coffee. <laughs> ah, we can try you. We're going to a commercial break in a few minutes. Yeah, I'll you, try you. You saw the, the belt. I, yeah, I yeah, we're going, the last time. We're, we're going to uh, promote the belt in a second. So. You, you mentioned that when you met the judges, you talked about uh, what's next for uh, Rosso. Yeah. So you have now seven locations in Calgary. Yeah. I know that there are some uh, privately owned coffee shops that sell your product as well. But what is the big picture five year from now plan for Rosso Coffee Roasters? <clears throat> our, our next probably six months is looking at a larger roaster and, and a facility to help the back end growth of our company. We're, um, we're moving more into wholesale, so providing to other cafes, restaurants, um, not only in Calgary. We've just signed a few out in Toronto, out in Ontario. So we're looking to expand that. And then as, as the years progress, uh, progress, we're looking to open other shops like in marquee locations. So we're talking Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, um, and that's more of a, a five-year goal. And then hopefully that'll with those marquee locations help expand our wholesale network within that city. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the key initiatives you have already on the board for 2018? Those that you can disclose with us. <laughs> we're, we're looking to hopefully source from two new countries. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at uh, Burundi and Peru, maybe. Uh, uh, Cassandra? Mm-hmm. Should we join and taste the coffee with them? <laughs> please, please do. Uh, and then, uh, again, a larger roaster, and then finding um, a, a location that can that can house like our roasting operation, cafe, offices, uh, warehouse, which is difficult to find in Calgary's market. Um, you know, you would know more about that than me, but. Uh, that, that's kind of our next step and then find some financing and then start to grow that way. Um, so other than, Cole, you mentioned that following the uh, PR that the Chamber did uh, for you guys winning the uh, Small Business Award, uh, there was an uptick the next day or the next few weeks in uh, sales. What are the key indicators that you guys follow over the year, uh, whether lagging or leading, that make you kind of help or help you take the initiative program for the next year and the five-year plan? Uh, we, we have different indicators on, on each each level of the business. So on the retail side, it is number of people through the doors. How many tickets have we done in a day? Uh, what is our average price per ticket? And labor percentages. Those those are our three, three big targets that we're trying to really, really hit home with here, here on the store level. Um, and those are easy metrics that year after year we can just say, you know, October looked like this. How does that compare to October 2016? Uh, on the wholesale side, because that's that's more of a, not a new entity to our business, but we haven't necessarily come up with key indicators that really, really align with everything we're doing there. We, we again have, you know, volume. How many, how many pounds are we sending out this month? So uh, volume, the, the average ticket price, that sort of thing. But... I don't think we have those metrics maybe perfectly set in stone. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not perfect. Oh. I said it out loud. <laughs> I see. Well, we'll check, we'll check whether you're perfect or not in about three minutes when you prepare my next Americano, because that, that will be the, the real test case. Um, so top 40 under 40, Small Business Award, what's next? Like, where, where do you want to reach? What's the next one you want to reach? What's I think Dave's going to run for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> you have my vote. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what's the next one? Are you going for the uh, ANY or, uh, ONY, sorry, uh, annual, you know, nationwide Small Business Award? At the moment, I I think we're just gonna kind of sit where we are and 
and coast for for a bit, and then make sure everything's no, we're good. Gonna we're not going to coast. That's not the right <laughs> term. But no, we got we got some back end stuff that we need to refine. But as far as awards or, or seeking any of that stuff out, I think we're this exhausted. Year, we're, yeah, we're yeah. we're good. We, you know, yeah. we appreciate it and we're really honored to to win uh, these two awards. But I think for the rest of the year, it's just refinement. And coast. Yeah, not coast. <laughs> not coast. So, well, you had, uh, I'm sorry we're on radio and not on TV because you had to see Dave hit Cole and Cole said we're going to coast. <laughs> I don't think that I, they're on the same page when it comes to that. But let me guess that uh, Cole will travel to new countries and, you know, try coffee and have some siestas there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so when is the trip? When are we going? Peru's not until to the fall of next year. Uh, Burundi, when would we leave? Uh, Burundi would be September, yeah. most likely. Okay, so next fall, Peru, Machu Picchu. Perfect. We're on. <laughs> uh, we must take our first commercial break. Uh, make sure to open a new tab and check our social media. Cassandra will be posting pictures from the Rosso Cafe at the National Music Center here in Calgary. You should also check Rosso Coffee website at www.rossocoffeeroasters.com. We'll be back with you following the commercial. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D I V I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. We're back with our show, uh, Taking Care of Business, and my next guest couldn't physically be with us today. He's in Vancouver, and we have him on the line. Uh, good morning, Walker. Hey, David. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know, I know it's early in the West Coast. Uh, uh, never Walker, too early. <laughs> Walker was our guest in May this year. Uh, he and his partner, Mark, are owners of McKinley, McKinley Burkhardt Architecture and Interior Design. So, uh, going back to the interview we had with you, Walker, in May, there was one question that before we go into business, I have to figure out whether you achieved your goal or not. Because if, um, if you remember, you shared with us that your employees gave you a target to get to a thousand followers on Instagram. So, was that mission accomplished? Mission accomplished. Um, I've actually been, I didn't expect to enjoy Instagram. I was a resistor, but I've been loving it. I'm, I think I'm close to 2,000 now. Oh, well. I wonder why I see your posts every day, five or ten a day. Uh, but they're really, yeah. But they're really uh, nice. So uh, I, I do send from time to time. Uh, I do kind of uh, send the love to your post. Uh, so what's the next goal when, when it comes to Instagram? I guess ten thousand. It's got to be the next one, right? <laughs> well, it will be interesting. Um, let's go. Let's go to uh, business right now, and and your business goals. And and when we met in May, you shared with us as well that uh, your plan was to open. And you don't call it an office; you call it a studio uh, on the west coast in Vancouver. And uh, so, was this mission accomplished? Again, mission accomplished. Yeah, we we opened a couple months ago. Had a a grand opening launch about two weeks ago, and uh, we're loving Vancouver. Um, so, may, what made you guys decide Vancouver uh, as the next uh, studio for uh, McKinley Burkhardt Architecture? Um, there was a number of reasons. Mark and I both have ties through family to the West Coast, but also we've always been doing work in Vancouver um, for really for 20 years. We've always kind of had a job or two out here, and we have a really great social network here. And Vancouver is just a really exciting place right now, both to work in, but also as a We've been doing a lot more global work, and we felt it was a better sort of jumping-off spot for global work. I see. Uh, in terms of architecture, and I know we usually we don't go into the business uh, minutiae, but uh, in, kind of in terms of architecture, uh, is Vancouver kind of leading uh, architectural styles in Canada, or you, you see other markets in Canada leading uh, in terms of new, exciting uh uh, curb appeal uh, architecture. Sure. I think certainly right now Vancouver's having a moment. Um, it's a very busy market, as I think everyone knows. The housing market's on fire, and that's allowed. You know, when prices get to the level they're at, it allows design to become less of a a limitation and more of an opportunity because you know there's enough money to do great things, and so we're seeing really amazing um, both local Canadian architects and also a lot of what you might call international star architects building in Vancouver right now. I see. And um, when you said you said you just had a uh, opening uh, ceremony or uh, reception two weeks ago, during the process of opening uh, an office in Vancouver, did you have any hurdles? Uh, was there was it a smooth process, or you had to go you know get over some hurdles along the way? 
it's been pretty smooth, and we've had really great reception um, in Vancouver. The, again, I think the city's just so busy that they're, they're happy to see another architect come along because everyone's too busy to do the work. Mm. So, uh, no, it's been fantastic so far. And uh, how was it in terms of uh, getting people, uh, to, uh, professional people, to join uh, McKinley Burkett, which is a new outfit in Vancouver? Easier than age? we expected. We, we, we had a, because it is such a busy market, we thought that we might, that might be a big challenge. But we've, I mean, on the other hand, it's a great pool of people because they've been working on great projects in, in good offices. And I don't know if it's just being the, the new girl in town or what it is, but we've gotten great interest and found some really fantastic people. I'm interviewing someone right after this. I see. And uh, are you running it from Calgary or are you guys, one of you is going to move to Vancouver? What's the plan in terms of the day-to-day operation and running an office? So we have a director, Jen Lemke, who is one of our directors in Calgary, has moved to Vancouver. She's day-to-day running the office. And Mark Burkhart and myself are back and forth, pretty much 50-50 our time in both cities. At some point, one of us may move here. Um, but we're still, you know, trying to work it out still so far. So that's going to be a coin toss? Sorry? Between the two of you? That's going to be a coin toss between the two of you who is moving? <laughs> Hopefully it's more strategic than a coin toss. Um, I, you know, I think either of us would be happy to move here, although both of us love Calgary. So, I, I, And for me, I think I'll be in both cities 50% of my time or close to it. So it's really a case of where do I keep my family? I see. Well, it's always about the family. So what does the family say, Vancouver or Calgary? They're split. (laughs) My (laughs) wife would love to move to Vancouver. She's a big city girl. My daughter does not want to move from her friends in school. (laughs) I see. Um, You know, before we continue with the business, I have one personal question for you. I'm in the market for glasses. Um, I need reading glasses. (laughs) And... um, if, if people that follow you on Instagram see that you have a unique set of glasses, so can you kind of recommend or should I meet you to get some advice? What, what's the big plan for me for glasses? I'll send you some fat frames, David. So I have a new hobby um, business project with my wife called Fat Frames. Um, so I've always worn big kind of high-profile glasses and wherever I go people ask me where I got them and tell me they love them so last time I was in Korea there's so many manufacturers there that we kind of reached out to some friends and found a manufacturer and I'm now producing glasses they'll be online in the new year in January at fatframes.ca oh wow so do I get the family and friends discount I will send you a pair over (laughs) I see I'll send you my prescription (laughs) all right well, good luck with that. Um, going Thanks. back to going back to McKinley Burkhardt uh, Architecture and uh, Plus Interior Design. Um, I also read when we did the research, when Cassandra and I did the research, that you guys are very busy worldwide: uh, New York City, LA, uh, Chicago, Mexico City, Seoul, London, some some Paulo, Brazil. Those those are only mm-hmm. a few to mention. Um, so, when is where is the next studio going to be? Uh, you know, open next office, next studio. Uh, we don't know. You know, it's not impossible we would do another one. Um, Vancouver has been not—I I won't say easy—but it's been uh, a quicker success than we thought it might be. We're really enjoying it. I think we, you know, we may look at other places. We've got a lot. Of, we've always had a lot of work and interest in Asia and Shanghai and Seoul. So, uh, you know, we've we've discussed maybe a Seoul office at some point, but it's down the road. We got to get this one really working. Let me guess. Also, a family want to yeah. open Seoul first. <laughs> yes, my wife is Korean. <laughs> I see. So, um, you know, when we talk about all the work you guys are, and, and and my assumption, and maybe I hope I'm right, is that when you open another office in Vancouver and you do so much work, um, especially on the retail side, with in all those cities, that you'll get more and more work around the globe. And and how do you manage that? Do you manage with local offices, or you, everything is managed from your office in Calgary? We do in the other cities besides Vancouver. You're talking about we yeah. uh, we do partner with locals. Um, so in each of those cities, we find a sort of kindred spirit, and there are boots on the ground. We still oversee the projects, 
but we always right. partner with a local. And that's and, been uh, really sorry, successful everywhere we've gone. I say it's been very successful everywhere we've gone. We've made great friends in all these cities. So you actually have to travel and, and kind of interview and decide which one fits your core value and, and the way you see things? For sure. And then we usually take or send one of our people, one of our designers, and sort of insert them into the local office for up to a month or even two in some cases. They live in the city and, and work out of the office with the other studio. And that really has helped create these sort of relationships and bonds and made the projects easier. Mm-hmm. So where do you see McKinley Burkhardt in three to five years? Oh, good question. I mean, our, our, hopefully we're very well established in Vancouver and Calgary's thriving again and um, we're continuing to find global work. Perhaps, I mean, within five years I could certainly see one more office. I see, and we don't know yet where. So we'll have to, what you're saying is you have to invite me again to, to, to the show to tell you about your sure. office in five we're years. We're shopping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, you know, I have a professional, like a business question for you, more professional side on the architectural side, because I, when we did the research, we also figured out that you do a lot of retail. Your company does yeah. a lot of retail all over the world. And yeah. with it, and you can read everywhere that the retail world is changing with Amazon and other people and mm-hmm. that, you know, the big store is slowly disappearing uh, or you know reducing in size so yes. how does it how does it impact the architectural world in terms of design in terms of clients in terms of uh, it's a great question i think you know it's one that's on my mind a lot right now i i personally and and there are people who will argue with me about this but i think we're about to go into an actual golden age of brick and mortar retail and it but it won't look like what it looks like now. I think what we're being asked to do is create really strong brand experiences and places that, you know, really engage shoppers to brands. And maybe you don't even buy anything in the store, but it's all part of a kind of digital to physical spectrum. You're buying online, but you're still trying on in a physical place or you're, you know, it's a community space where, you know, a tribe of people come together to, to share what they believe about a brand or a product. And so weirdly, as retail disappears, it also reinvents itself. And, and I think we're going to see some of the most exciting retail in the next few I, years. Um, I, I agree with you, and I hope that you're right. Uh, one last question on, on the architectural side. So we have all those uh, stores like Sears closing and other big box. What do you see in your mind as an architect uh, filling those spaces? How do you see you know, the, the landlords filling those spaces? Well, I think we'll see a number of things. Of course, they'll, some of them, they'll just get cut into smaller spaces. Uh, that's sort of the least interesting. And, but it, I think it will happen. There are still some large format retailers out there with, who will take some of them. But I think some of the most exciting stuff will come from landlords who see it as an opportunity to, to change what a mall means for for the shoppers and perhaps there's amenity spaces and parks and playgrounds and, and other kinds of community spaces that draw people to those public spaces and then they shop. So, um, first of all, I want to thank you for waking up early on the West Coast to uh, be a guest and uh, share with us the success that you guys opened in the, uh, the new uh, studio in Vancouver. And we wish you uh, more success in the future. Uh, you seem very busy. And um, so we reached our second commercial break. When you open a new tab, check out www.mckinleyburka.com. And if you're not following Walker on Instagram yet, this is the time to do so because his next goal is 10,000 uh, followers. So, Walker, thank you again and have a great day and uh, safe flight home. Thank you, David. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live and on demand. 
No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back for the last segment of today's show, Taking Care of Business. Our guest, uh, last guest for today is Matt Kinch, uh, owner and partner of The Sweat Lab. Uh, good morning, Matt, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I know that you're busy. I think that you're going to jump on a bike in about uh, 40 minutes or so and uh, instruct a spin class this morning. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. Tuesdays are my... <laughs> my duties I guess I get to go in there and do that here in a little bit <laughs> I see did you have your first or second coffee already I should probably get another one in me I'm getting a little <laughs> old for this aren't I <laughs> perfect um, so um, you know uh, if I had to describe the sweat lab I would say a community centered workout establishment in which great instructors kick your ass because I'm a member so I know I know it from a personal experience um, so, <laughs> but it's so it's so hard the ass kicking that it keep, we keep coming back. I don't know why, but that's a reality. So uh, that that's great. Um, I want to go back. Uh, you guys were uh, you and, and Rianne were our guests in April when we discussed the sweat lab, and and you had some plans. And we are in this show today going back to visit with some of our uh, previous uh, guests and see whether they're plans to expand and grow materialized or not or where they are in the process so I'll go straight to uh, straight to business uh, so when we int- interviewed you in April uh, it was Rianne that said uh, that you guys are going to open a new sweat lab in North Vancouver by September this year so are the doors open or not yet uh, no uh, well we're you know we're getting close we got word um, as of yesterday um, obviously with a new building so uh, from our end, we are prepared to kind of have that timeline in December, but um, with permits in the city, uh, with the current building that was being built, um, the landlord um, on their end it has been pushed back a couple months. So we're going to get the space here in the next couple weeks, and that kind of sets our timeline um, for about three to four months after that to kind of get in and do all our, you know, all our inside renovations or or build out um, to get the place up to where it needs to be to open so we're looking at in the new year probably that mid-march to mid-april um uh opening the doors in north vancouver so a little bit behind but um obviously exciting news when you know um things are going ahead and and we're gonna become uh two studios now and um in, in western canada which is really exciting so um it was the hurdles and the uh setbacks were not your kind of fault it was the landlord it was it's a brand new building yeah, you know, I guess things are a little bit different building-wise in Vancouver, so I think uh, permitting and that it takes a little bit of time, and because we're at the bottom of a commercial space, it's going to have some uh, um, apartments above us that, um, you know, there was a delay on, on the landlord's behalf, and obviously we've been pretty prepared on our side, but um, having a little bit extra time never hurts, and 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're pretty excited that uh, now we got the official word, which sets the timeline up for everything, everything moving forward. So when is the uh, actual construction of uh, tenant fixturing, your fixturing, is going to uh, start? Yeah, that will start here in the middle of November. Um, and like I said, it will give us both. And it's going to take somewhere between three to four months for us to get everything that we need to uh, supply because it is a bigger, bigger space than uh, most commercial spaces, uh, standard commercial spaces. So we're going to take a little bit of extra time to get our, our uh, new sweat lab up to where it needs to be. How many, how many uh, spin uh, bikes are you going to have there compared to Calgary? This one will be a little bit smaller. Um, obviously, the one here in Calgary are up to about 32. We can fit 35 at times. Um, and then Vancouver will probably be a little bit shy of that, a little bit smaller, quainter room. Um, probably in that 28 to 30 bikes is what we're thinking we're going get, to get into that room. And um, have you already kind of set up uh, instructors for the uh, Vancouver, North Vancouver establishment? Yeah, so that's been the fun part. Uh, well, not, we're not fully there yet, but um, we're, we've been out the last couple months, um, you know, auditioning and trying to build our spin and bar team, which is usually the, what takes a little bit more longer to uh, do the training process. So um, we started, we've got a good base of people, and obviously the schedule that, you know, it's going to be, we're going to have to work into what the schedule is here in Calgary as far as the amount of classes and availability of time. So, um, you know, with a lot, along with building up classes, we'll build up, a team within that um, but yeah but it's been really nice to go out uh, we have a manager that's been on the ground running and working uh, really hard for us he's done a great job in finding some people that are really uh, intrigued by the concept of the sweat lab and uh, really want to be a part of it so um, yeah we've met some great people along the way which has been a lot of fun and we're looking forward to continuing to build our team out there um, Matt before we continue about the uh, uh, sweat lab future and, and growth and, and I want to ask you kind of a question about the business itself about uh, the, the I would say the the workout world um, do I see a shift in workout world from the general gym that had kind of encompasses every piece of equipment you need to a more specialized workout location such as spin yoga boxing bar um, or is it just a trend that, you know, at the end of the day, we'll go back to the gym that has everything for us? Yeah, I think that's always an interesting question, and it becomes more of a personalized question. I think, you know, you've been here, David, the feel of, um, you know, some people really enjoy the fact that you walk into the gym or into the sweat lab, and it's uh, kind of its own little community where most people know people, and, you know, you're very accepted and uh, accepted when you walk through the doors. Uh, obviously, with the sweat lab, You know, we've, we've had that in the back of our minds, thinking, you know, um, here's a facility where we can change with, um, you know, maybe the higher demand. And that, you know, we saw that in September where we've added some new variety of classes to um, accommodate what people are, you know, communicating back to us. So we're, you know, when we opened the sweat lab, that was one of the keys, is not to be tied to one one uh, element or one um, one method of whether spin, yoga, bar, circuit, and uh, having that flexibility to try to change and grow with the clients. So, um, you know, it's a competitive market like a lot of other markets. Um, you know, I think we've, we've take pride in, the, in it with our staff and making sure that they're, you know, you know greeted, greeting people and trying to remember names and remember people and relationships form from that. And um, I think everyone that, uh, can attest to, you know, that's a nice, nice feeling instead of being just another number walking through the gym. But having said that, I mean, the people, some people like the gym and that's, you know, might be that, that might be them, good enough for them as well. Do you see uh, many people or some people that go uh, to the gym for one aspect and then come to the sweat lab for another kind of aspect of their workout uh, routine? Like people that do both? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously at, the, at, at, the, at our studio, you know, yeah, um, depending on what your interests are, you know, maybe you're a runner and maybe spinning's not your thing, so you're going out to someone do something else. And you know, obviously boxing's kind of taken a, taken a you know, a new a new thing here in, in town and, and in other parts of uh, Canada. Um, you know, it's just trying to like their problem is probably a lot like ours. You know, you got to try to keep people interested and. When you're limited to maybe just that, it's, you know, you really got to be creative and, and think of what else you're going to do. And obviously cost starts to play 
um, you know, in, in, into things as well, just because of you know it's not a, it's not um, like a gym where you know the costs are a little bit cheaper um, mm-hmm. to come in and use the whole facility, and you're not paying instructors for you know top end instructors uh, for their time as well. So um, you know a lot of factors enter into it, but uh, we'll find that some people are coming here and really utilizing all the aspects, or maybe some are coming and just wanting to do one thing if, it, if it's maybe spinner bar or whatever that might be. So. Um, it's obviously coming up to the people through the door and what what they like to do and how they like to spend their money. I see. Um, one thing that um, you know I always notice at the Sweat Lab is uh, the community involvement, which is different from a gym that uh, another gym that I go. So, does this kind of help you or in, in increasing, uh, I would say, attendance from the community and being involved, so, so involved in the community? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, we're very lucky because we're not a franchise, so we can really, um, you know, we can be involved as, as much as we want to or not as much as we want to. I mean, obviously, we try to be involved as much as we can and help out with, you uh, with uh, donations and, and charity events, you know, you get a lot of calls on that. So, you know, our philosophy is, is we, you know, we really like to support the people that are supporting us and help out where we can. So, um, you know, there can be some really good fun events and creativity behind them, and we'd like to help out with when it when it makes sense for everybody. And um, yeah, I think you would definitely create that community feel when when things like that uh, that happen. So, we're looking really forward. We got a couple more events coming up here in the next little bit. So. Um, We'll prep for them and try to get the buzz around and make them make them as fun as we can. So going back now to uh, the uh, plans for uh, the sweat lab. Uh, during that interview, Rianne, I don't know if it was a wishful thinking or kind of a plan. She mentioned that you guys, um, you know, are going abroad as well, uh, and she said Europe will be her choice. Is this still yeah. part of the plan? <laughs> Is this yeah, still part I of think, the plan? Yeah, I think well, or? we have a soft spot for Europe, obviously, because. Two of our kids are born over two or three kids are born over there, and I got to play professional hockey there for some time. So, um, big ideas, big dreams. Um, you know, we're just having a lot of fun with this right now with our, ourselves and our partners, and we're really looking forward to uh, to the expansion to Vancouver and where we you know where that takes us from there. Is um, like no one can tell, but we're very excited at this new opportunity and this new uh, building a community in North Vancouver, similar to the one here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, before we jump into Europe and go into uh, whether it's Germany where you played or Switzerland, I can't remember from April. I'm, you know, at my age, I can't remember everything from the interview. Uh, but uh, what, if you had to guess, what will be your next location after the North Vancouver is up and running in Canada or in Alberta or in any other province? Yeah, I think, you know what, um, you know, it's really obviously tough to predict. I think. Um, you know, if we were to look at it in a whole, maybe it's a second location in Vancouver. I know we've lost at Toronto really hard, um, but you know, we'd have to do a little bit more research on that. And obviously, like we said, the focus is on Vancouver getting that one up and going. But I, if I had to look in a crystal ball, I mean, that would probably, you know, those have been places on our, in our in our back of our mind that we've um, talked about as a ownership ownership group uh, moving forward. Uh, discussing the ownership group, are your partners joining the day-to-day operation, or they're still uh, your partners still uh, plays in the LHL? Yeah, so Jeff and Ali, uh, Jeff actually, they just had an, a little baby girl here about a week a week ago, so they're uh, hands are full doing that. Obviously, just playing hockey on the well, like that's the focus, I guess, uh, his job. So he's playing hockey right now with the Chicago Blackhawks farm team, and he's got another this year and next year. So. I think they're, um, you know, we talk to them quite often about um, uh, the things that are going on here and in, and in Vancouver, so it's always nice to have a support group and bounce ideas off of them and how we should approach things and situations. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think their hands are pretty busy right now with a new one, so um, we we'll probably won't uh, see them anytime <laughs> soon, not till the summer, hopefully, and long playoff run for Jeff and their team. I see. Um, so, where do you see uh, the Sweat Lab in five years? And since we don't have Rian with us, you can you can say not Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, um, 
everyone, everyone, uh, unless she's listening, unless she's yeah, listening, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then when you get yeah. home, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make sure she doesn't listen to this later, right? <laughs> um, I think. So where is this? I think it takes time to expand, right? It's um, it doesn't happen overnight. We're we'll be four years into this one, into the one in Calgary here in January. So I think we're very cautious group and the fact that we want to really make sure we do our homework and make sure that next step's uh, um, the right step and makes sense for everybody um, yeah I mean big picture hopefully we've you know went from two studios maybe to four or five um, really starting to create I know a buzz about this um, little small business that um, is starting to grow into, into maybe something bigger and better um, but yeah obviously Staying, staying true to our ties and making sure that we can get the support to these places that are that, that especially just the Vancouver one, and really care, uh, you know take the characteristics and the brand um, from Calgary and try to replicate it the best we can in Vancouver. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different with the different type of personalities and people in the city, and that's why we tried to hire some or we've hired someone from Vancouver to have that you know that feel that you know we're not in as we as we are here in Calgary on the day to day stuff. So. Um, yeah, so looking, it's really interesting to see how we, you know, how we can replicate that and make it a Vancouver feel, but trying to keep the, the ideas and the brand and similar to here, the one here in Calgary. I see. Um, what is the key, the main key indicator that uh, you kind of follow in order to make those decisions? Well, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, as we go here, we'll see. You know how how we now we have a comparable, which is nice. We have a comparable to, to numbers, to classes, to you know how the how the growth happened here in Calgary, which we didn't have. Um, you know we're lucky that we can try to start off a little bit different and learn, hopefully learn from the first time around on little things that become big things. So um, I think that'll be the really really interesting to see interesting thing to compare. You know how the growth is from studio to studio because now we actually do have a comparable. Yeah. So, um, you know, Matt, first of all, I want to thank you. Uh, we reached the end of today's episode of Taking Care of Business. Uh, tell Amina I'll see her at 6.30 on bike number 15. Uh, and uh, to our listeners, take time to check uh, www.thesweatlab.com and there are many classes. Um, Thank you to all my guests, David Crosby and Coulter from Rosso Coffee Roasters, Walker McKinley from McKinley Burkhardt Architecture and Interior Design, last and not least, uh, Matt Kinch from uh, the Sweat Lab. Hope you guys enjoyed our visit with our previous guests, checking out on their achievements. Next week, we'll hear from new guests about their road to success. A big thank you to our listeners. As usual, thank you to our engineer, Aaron, and Cassandra, our PR. I would like to hear from you at dvwallock at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, and connect with me on LinkedIn. We'll meet you here at www.voiceamerica.com slash variety next Tuesday, November 14th, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Your host, David Wallach. Thank you for listening to Taking Care of Business. Please join David Wallach again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, make your week as great as you want it.